You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Do you love sci-fi, horror, and fantasy films? Then grab a badge for Otherworlds Film Festival, the country's premier sci-fi film festival. There will be Q&As, panels, parties, and mixers. Rub elbows with up-and-coming and established filmmakers, as well as like-minded filmgoers. Come celebrate our seventh year, December 3rd through 6th, at the Galaxy Highland in Austin, Texas. Badges are now for sale at otherworldsfilmfest.com. That's otherworldsfilmfest.com. Blumhouse, in the middle of Blum Street, Blumhouse, in the middle of Blum Street. So we are reviewing the first two films of Welcome to the Blumhouse, a new anthology double feature thing that Jason Blum's production company Blumhouse is doing, where they're releasing four films in two sets this October, and they're going to release four more next year but this first batch is two films called black box and the lie and we're going to start with black box i am davy and with me is adrian hello and marco good evening or afternoon depending on whenever you're listening to this maybe it's the morning go on guys yeah maybe it's midnight <laughs> who knows maybe you blacked out and you just woke up in a street and with a, just a single iphone in your hand you're like Guess I'm going to figure out about Welcome to the Blumhouse. Midnight is the first time to watch this movie, (laughs) as far as I know. That's true. So we are going to start with Black Box, a sci-fi horror film starring Mamadou Afi as Nolan, a man recovering from trauma of he was in an accident, his wife passed, he had some pretty bad brain damage, and he goes in for an experimental procedure that's supposed to help his memory and help him kind of regain control over his life. And things go fucky because this is some kind of weird... Because it's Blumhouse. Double feature Black Mirror thing. Yeah, because it's, because it's Blumhouse. <laughs> and yeah. with this film and the next film, and we'll get to that in a bit, I feel like there's not... It's kind of like talking about Black Mirror. Like, there's not a ton to discuss that isn't spoiling what the what it's actually about so we're gonna have to be pretty careful here but uh what did you guys think about black box well i think the best way to describe the movie is not to describe what happens but more so our reactions to it because i would say for a good half of this movie i was on the line of like this is kind of dumb and like (laughs) i know where it's going obviously (laughs) there's no way to not know where it's going and yet halfway through it went a different direction and I thought, oh shit, I didn't know where this was going. <laughs> this actually caught me off guard. And what it turns into is something like, I'd say pretty fun. I actually really dig the second half of this movie. 
and I'm I'm glad that it's um it's something that I'm gonna say I am gonna recommend it, um because it stars uh I'm gonna do injustice to his name. I I just took a shot and went with it with confidence. <laughs> so maybe I was right, maybe not. I don't know. Mamudu Athi, I think. Um, yeah. he I I recently saw him in something called Uncorked. It's a Netflix movie which isn't that great but he does a really good job in it and i could see him becoming an up-and-coming star and i think he does a good job in this um there's a point where his character changes because it kind of just has to (laughs) and i i like that that other side of him that they that they go into um i saw this movie so i i mean we have other reviewers doing the other blumhouse movies but i was like Oh, so this is terrible. And I, this is the first one I watched. And it was like, at the first, I don't know, quarter is like, oh, this is, um, what's the name of that really great horror movie that this reminded me of? Uh, the Sunken Place and shit like that. Get out. Yeah, it, it was that. And then it's like, no, this does its own thing. And it's kind of its own flavor. I had a lot of fun with this movie because I thought it was going to be terrible and it ended up being really good for what we've got this year in the Coronaverse. Jason Blum into the Coronaverse. Uh, next year, for sure, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm with you guys, especially uh, Athie's performance. He Because he was also in Unicorn Store and Underwater. He's been in a few things and he always at least to me, has always seemed like someone who was really, really good at what he was doing. And, yeah. yeah, once that second half of the movie hits, and you get to see, A, what the movie actually is trying to do, and B, how much of it is just relying on his performance, it... He he carries it. He's pretty much the only reason that this movie really works, because it with a lesser actor at the helm, this would have completely fallen apart into just ridiculous camp. And not be like it is fun, but there are also some moments where it is legitimately stressful. I'm grading this on a curve. I will admit this right now because I didn't expect any of the actors to be good. So the main character's story is uh, he's doing a really good job, way better than I expected because I'm grading him on a curve. But also James yeah. Harden, the best friend, does great role. Does great for the role that he's in. The mom does a great role for that she's in. Yeah. Um. Both the the dog, even the kids, the kids actors are not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it says good child <laughs> actors. Yeah, uh, they do good. They actually excel. Like out of all the things I expected of a Blumhouse movie, good acting is not on the top of the card, and we got it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is still definitely a Blumhouse film. Like I said, grading on a curve. It, yeah, <laughs> it, like it, it. It even starts out with a jump scare and the jump scare is just a, an amplified sound like there's it, nothing so scary about stupid. what's going on <laughs> but it just like like blumhouse just can't help themselves yeah they can never fucking help themselves in their movies and unfortunately this is no exception to it the first half really is kind of dumb i mean they might as well call the science something like uh, scary synthesis or something like that <laughs> like there's no reason for this technology yeah. to exist and nor for him to see the things that he sees while under while doing this uh, experiment, except for the fact that it's a spooky movie and we have to have spooky things. I mean, I yeah. I accept that from B horror movies because of Cube, and I'll just go on with that. <laughs> it was just like this. I is will dumb. say this is no Cube. 
Yeah. This is no cube. No, it's not a cube, for sure. But did I expect a Blumhouse movie to be this good? No, not at all. And it is. <laughs> we are being super positive about it. I think a lot of that is because it ends on like a series of high notes. But for, I will say for a movie that is 100 minutes long, it shouldn't be. That first half needs to get cut down. And there's and I almost wish that the movie had played its hand a little bit sooner than it did with where it ends up going and what it ends up doing because a lot of those ideas are really interesting and takes a lot of comparisons to a previous Blumhouse film from this year, Invisible Man, which fucking rules. And I wish that this had gone a little farther with it, especially in that first half. But while it's not, it's not a great movie. It is, it is fun and it is enjoyable. And if you got Amazon Prime, why not? It's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a turn your brain off kind of thing. But yeah, I'm, I dig it. So yeah, let's let's go into final thoughts for this before we talk about the bad one. <laughs> but we're still being positive because we're still talking about black box. Adrian, I I dug this enough, and by that I mean I dug the second half and onward. I really did think it was kind of a dumb movie. And even for the the horror in it, it's not scary. In fact, it's no. actually very silly. No. There yeah. is a uh, what did the five fingers say to the face moments <laughs> in this movie that was so fucking funny that I, I'm sure it was meant to be kind of scary. And it was not yeah. even in the slightest bit. But the twist is fun. The twist is yeah. fun. And the the climax is fun, too. Um, and it kind of pulled at my heartstring maybe maybe just a little yeah. bit maybe just a teeny teeny little bit more than i want to admit um <laughs> but you know it's decent enough uh especially from what we're gonna go into yeah. <laughs> right after this uh but i give this um i give this three out of five uh sushi rolls that look pretty good all right, Marco? Uh, so like I said, I'm grinning on the curve. This isn't being compared to like what you see in the theater. This is being compared to what I see in a sci-fi channel. So yeah. <laughs> on that note, it is really good for what you'd expect uh, on that note. Uh, I completely agree with you, Davey, that it's like, why is it this long? Especially like the stinger that it has at the end of the movie. It's like... Did you really think you were going to get a sequel or why are yeah. we, why is this even here like at all? <laughs> I would watch the sequel though. Like despite myself I would, yeah. The Army of Thomas, <laughs> you would see that movie? I think that's Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um on top of this this also gets greeted on, on an even weirder logical curve cuz I saw upgrade like for the first time 2 days ago or it's like, "Oh, that's where it's going." Um <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's dumb, but you're not bored the entire time you watch it for the most part. So I would grade it four out of five memory relapse video podcast. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty pretty much there with you all. Um, this and it definitely does help being compared to the other film that we're about to speak on. Um, but the performances are really really good. Affy is awesome, and I want to see him in more things. But yeah, this is this is sci-fi channel gobbledygook that is just being that is just a little bit prettier and a little bit more packaged into something that feels a little real and a little more 
meaningful, which isn't a bad thing, especially for right now. So, but... so when you see the sci-fi channel, sometimes you get Shark Octopus. And this isn't Shark yeah. Octopus, this is Riverworld. No. Like, it's it's the better <laughs> part of the sci-fi channel. It's still sci-fi channel. Yeah. 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 It's the one where you look at them and you go, good for you, sci-fi. Didn't know you had it in yet. It's that kind of, it's that kind of movie. Um, I'm going to give this six out of ten times that I confused it with Bird Box. <laughs> and now let's talk about the piece of shit. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. Okay, so the other film that is releasing on Amazon Prime alongside Black Box is called The Lie. And it first came out, or it first was released in 2018 at the Toronto International Film Festival. Really? Yeah, and then Blumhouse picked it up and sat on it for about two years, didn't know where to put it, and just kind of shoved it into this. And I think that's why it's a much more higher profile cast than anything else in this in this series. Um, mm-hmm. It's a remake of a 2015 German film called We Monsters, and the movie stars Marielle Enos, Peter Sarsgaard, and Joey King. And what happens in this movie is Joey King plays Kayla, a 15-year-old girl who is about to go to a dance camp, being driven by her father, played by Peter Sarsgaard, and they stop on the side of the road because Kayla's best friend is just there. I don't know. She's just there, and and Joey King's like, yeah, let's give her a ride. <laughs> and so they give her a ride, and then they have to stop in the middle of fucking nowhere. And Peter Sarsgaard's like, well, they've been gone for, like, five minutes having to go pee. Like, that's a long time, I guess. And he goes after them, and he sees Kayla sitting on the edge of a bridge with the friend nowhere in sight, and... Kayla basically saying, I pushed her off of the bridge because we were having an argument. And that's the movie. That's all that happens. It's literally just Marielle Enos and Peter Sarsgaard as this young girl's parents saying, did, did we raise a murderer? What, did, what, what do? And Joey King just hamming it up as a tiny little psychopath. So... I I know what we all think about this movie, but let's <laughs> but let's let you guys let's let you guys take the reins and uh tell tell everyone at home why this movie is fucking terrible. Also, like her friend, her best friend supposedly is just like a total piece of shit who yeah. you would you can't even understand why they would be friends to begin with. Um cuz they don't seem like they would be in each other's at, uh, it seems like they have no similarities in the slightest bit. Well, they, ha- they have the, the same fact hobby. that they maybe what, go to the same whatever the, the the loosely attached thing that they're all heading to that never gets talking to, talked about again for the entire movie for the best part. Yeah, it's like a dance camp. I, yeah, something like that. I I I bring this up often because it's kind of like the niche that I'm into. But this was for a while reminding me of like a 70s Italian horror movie. And I mean that in the sense that this is also completely fucking boring. And <laughs> in it. uh, it's like overly long. Um, this it's sucks. So this long. is straight up. This is just straight up sucks. There's like so there's really nothing that's of value in this. And it even kind of gives you the impression that this might be something kind of, trashy and like in the sense of 
a Cruel Intentions type 90s movie, which I don't think this is the time at all for movies like that. No. Um, and it doesn't even commit to that. It's just this is a, a Lifetime film that Blumhouse for some reason decided to pick up. Yeah. And I believe you should know getting you should know that before even watching it because Joey King is in this fucking movie and she for some reason just cannot be in a good movie. She yeah. was she was in The Conjuring and then like nothing else that was yeah. at all good. And this just continues that trend. Definitely. It is it it also takes itself so seriously like all of the performances, and these are generally good performers, Joey King aside, who are, like, trying really hard to, like, give this some weight, and they're just not good at it. I've seen Enos and Sarsgaard in things before where they have been great time and time again, but here they are just so dour and so self-serious. And it's like, did y'all not read the script before you signed on to this? Like, this is... This is so this, far out of your this wheelhouse. This does sound in script form, something I would sign up for. This is not something I would sign up once I saw, like, the first video of it. And it'd be like, oh, so 50% of this is crying. Um, another 25% of it is, what are we going to do? And the actual other 25% is the, the plot of the movie. And it is the... And it is the dumbest shit <laughs> in the world. I I was telling I was telling them before we started recording. I watched this with my mother, and she guessed the entire ending, like within ten minutes. And I was like, "There's yeah. there's no way they're gonna do that. There's no way they're gonna do something that's <laughs> fucking ridiculous." And they did, y'all. They did it. And it's not bold of them to do that. It's actually like. They went the the dumbest way possible for yeah. doing that. It's the not most even like way. It, it's not even like like crazy like bonkers decision like antebellum. It's just like what are you doing? Yeah, what are you what are you fucking doing? Both this one and the last one play off as outer limits movie, outer limits segments that were made into movies. And the yeah. first one is a movie, one of those episodes. They're like, bro, you need to see this. And the second one is just just skip it. You're you're fine. Yeah, that's the best way to kind of describe this movie is just skip it. Like, there's, I mean, like, can you even remember an entire scene? Like, I just, I just finished watching it and I don't remember most of it. Yeah, it is. It's just so boring and so lifeless. I honestly, and I would never wish this on almost any film. This should have just stayed buried in like the hell between festival release and coming out. Like, there's. There's nothing for anybody here. Why did you buy this? Why Jason, why? And it's 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 one thing to kind of criticize a a small indie movie yeah. that is maybe lacking a budget, but this has every element it needs to to be a competent film. Yeah. I mean, Peter Sarsgaard, he's done this character before, yeah. and yet he feels so out of place in this movie and Joey King just has to put a bare minimum of effort and it's just nothing of this was anything worth watching even like the soundtrack even the the way it's filmed it's just such a <laughs> i do not understand this type like why was this made the, this... the best part of the soundtrack is like hey bro he's in a band and this is the sound like it's just the generic <laughs> background music yeah which is also just like 
another element that could have made it something more fun and then they never really go into that either they they just they just i did this feels like a fucking um one of those things that you do for taxes at a fucking tax write-off. <laughs> this kind of feels like. I um, hope I hope it's a tax write-off. Honestly, that I <laughs> I would like this movie more if it was some rich piece of shit like getting away with fraud because that's a better outcome than if someone made this and was like, "I'm proud of this. This is what I need to do. This is my calling in life." I mean, on top of that, both of these are long. Like, I didn't yeah. expect a Blumhouse movie to be this long. And they're like only the good ones are supposed to be long. <laughs> yeah. Like they're they're both like around a hundred minutes. And and yeah, some some of Jason Blum's work is long, but like those are the important ones. Those are like the get outs, and even then that's like ninety-five. So let's head into our final thoughts on both the lie and also this first batch of welcome to the Blum House as a whole, and if y'all are gonna stick with it, or if you would recommend the people, just keep an eye out. So Marco? Uh, when it comes to this, um, the lie, just skip it. I this is the worst rating I've ever given it any but anything. It's one out of five. Um, when it comes to Blumhouse, uh, based on how high Black Box was and how low this was, I mean, nothing else is coming out. Might as well just keep going. I mean, if you got time, it's a three out of five. Just keep going, Adrian. As a double feature, this makes entirely no fucking sense. And you know what? Maybe they didn't want it to be a double feature. Maybe they're just releasing them both on the same day. Uh, but one of these you can totally skip. You can completely skip the lie as we were talking about because there's no redeemable value in that film, which is such a shame. Uh, so, you know, go check out Black Box. Uh, go for popcorn and then put something else on or uh i'm not sure how the other two will be we're not we're gonna get to those next week but uh this also kind of just seems like uh, they make movies for hulu as well and yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if these were two that they just were like or four that they thought let's get these over to amazon see if uh, amazon wants to do anything with them um but uh, who knows it could get better but right now oh the overall experience i would give it a low three out of five and for the lie I, I give that one plea to joey king stop letting your agents <laughs> sign on to these fucking scripts just because they're a horror movie read the fucking script first yeah and it's not it's not even a horror movie like five. at least black box like tries to like have a few like spooky things in it this is just like a a like dramatic thriller both of those words in quotes like it's it's trying to be so serious and so self-important um yeah i i'm with y'all on the lie as we all know this movie is terrible it is like bottom five of the year easily i I think between the lie and black box it does have better actors in the same of i mean name name like at least. yeah it's got it's yeah. got more notable actors for sure it, definitely um which is such a shame um yeah i'm <laughs> i'm gonna give the lie just yeah i'm just gonna give the lie one out of ten uh just fuck this movie fuck this movie we're all on the same page it's one out yeah of there's there's this doesn't even deserve anything clever because it wasn't written with care or understanding so yeah one out of ten fuck yous it's the opposite of the kind of movie that we need right now. Like, in the sense of that, it's like, this is a upper-middle-class 
family trying to hide their problems in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of, like, the world on fire. Yeah, at, at least make it funny. <laughs> I'm supposed to feel sympathy for... At least make it funny. At least make it like, oh, look at these f- stupid r- rich white people like bumbling the way through it. Like, I want, I want like Steve Buscemi in Fargo, but in this movie. That's how I think it could have been better for me. 